Two guys. Two topics. Two, two, two. two opinions. You talk. Give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5-1280 The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. Michael refuses to do a commercial to support Harvey Gantt. And the statement that emerges, Republicans buy Nikes too, sounds as though Michael is saying my personal wealth is more important than my politics as it pertains to the issue of race. I don't think that statement needs to be corrected because I said it in just, you know, on a bus with, you know, with Horace Grant and Scottie Pippen and it was, you know, thrown off the cuff. My mother asked to do a PSA for Harvey Gantt and I said, look, mom, I'm not speaking out of pocket about someone I don't know, but I will send a contribution to support it, which is what I did. Everybody in the world respects Muhammad Ali. You know why? Because he stood for something. He stood for something even if it meant sacrificing a payday. We respect that. Ultimately, Michael Jordan may be forgotten. Muhammad Ali won't be forgotten. It's never going to be enough for everybody. I know that. I realize that, you know, because everybody has a preconceived idea in terms of what they think I should do and what I shouldn't do. The way that I go about my life is I set examples. And if it inspires you, great. You know, I will continue to do that. If it doesn't, then maybe I'm not the person that you should be following. All right. The uh, Last Dance episodes. What is it, Gordon? Uh, Was it five and six? Yes. Uh, Last night on ESPN covered a lot of ground. That was the Republicans buy sneakers angle. And uh, we can get into that because I I thought that was really interesting. They uh, they talked about his journey through the shoe world. Uh, They they hit on a lot of stuff. The the finals against Portland, the finals against Phoenix. Um, Where do you want to start with all this, Gordon? Because there there is a lot to uh, digest. Well, since we just heard that bite about uh, about how Jordan wasn't uh, taking a stand in that particular election there in North Carolina, uh, and uh, obviously a liberal African-American candidate for the Senate versus Jesse Helms, who who was Jesse Helms? You know, what more can I mean? He was he was probably seen as. Uh, conservative and some have called him racist anyway uh why didn't jordan jump into things like that more uh do you think an athlete should be criticized for not uh, participating in that kind of discussion jake because these days seems like athletes left and right jump into those kinds of discussions and are sometimes criticized for doing so uh, in this case, some folks are criticizing Jordan for staying out of it. I think uh, I have got no problem with it whatsoever. Why should somebody have to be an activist? Yeah. I mean, that that just because you have that microphone doesn't require it of you to express one political ideal or another. Now, I'm I'm perfectly I'm absolutely in favor of people expressing themselves if they choose to do so. But if Michael Jordan didn't want to be an activist, I am totally fine with that. And he, you know, his his uh, evolution of a marketable athlete changed the lives of generations of athletes to come. 
So, I mean, you, you know, you can look at, did Michael Jordan have an impact in one way or another? I think he should be allowed to pick and choose where he wants to, to have an impact, if he wants to have an impact. I've got zero issue with that whatsoever. But I also I don't have an issue with, with Colin Kaepernick kneeling if he chooses to do so. I've, I don't. I mean, you yeah. should be able to express yourself because this is America. Yeah. I agree with that completely. And one thing that is really coming clear in this series to me is how what the the demands were on this on this guy's attention. I mean, as a member of the media who was on the other side of the microphone, on the other side of the interviews, I remember standing there talking to Michael Jordan, asking him questions. I remember it clearly. And so I was on the other side of it, Jake, but The demands on his time were remarkable. And for him to carry that kind of uh, heavy load, really, which he was doing, and then going out and performing the way he was on the court is, is remarkable. I mean, you saw the scenes where he was hiding out in his hotel room away from everybody. And the second he leaves that hotel room, he's he's either. Uh, approached or surrounded by people who want his attention, who want his glance, who want him to say hi, who want him to pose for a picture, who want him to sign an autograph, just nonstop. And so if he doesn't, if he wants to take a break from that because he doesn't feel like he was educated enough to know everything that he wanted to know in order to speak out, I, I agree with you completely. I don't have a problem with that aspect of the way he did it. Now, some people said he did it because he didn't want to create controversy because he wanted to make more money. Now, I guess that's his choice as well, is it not? It is 100% his choice. I laughed out loud when I heard that one guy say uh, Muhammad Ali will not be forgotten and Michael Jordan will be forgotten. Come on. Michael Jordan's not going to be forgotten. I, that, I mean, for him to say that is pure ignorance. Well, I mean, what were Babe Ruth's politics? Yeah. Is anybody forgetting about him anytime soon? Well, and when did this happen? Wasn't this early-ish in Jordan's NBA career? 1990. So, and this guy made that comment then, not now. Right. So, I don't know. But he's wrong. He's dead wrong. But anyway. Yeah. So, I, I don't have a big problem with that. What I do have a problem with is what is becoming more and more evident to me as this thing rolls forward. And it was, uh, we knew, we, we kind of knew it was going to be that way, but it is so very clear now that this thing is completely controlled by Michael Jordan. Oh, and yeah. he, he, he's being asked to speak about certain aspects of his life that he probably, well, there's no probably, that he would like to avoid. But he is commenting on them nonetheless, but not to the degree that really it needs. There needs to be more of the story told when it comes to his gambling, when it comes to other aspects. And they haven't gotten to his father's murder yet. But uh, these are things that that I think should be explored. And it's what what this is starting. And I'm enjoying the series. I mean, I do like it. It's entertaining. But it's just not the whole story. When I read documentarians like uh, Ken Burns, they're saying he's not even watching it because the thing is slanted from the get-go because of Jordan's control of the project. Uh, th- that speaks loudly. I mean, Ken Burns, I, I think he's uh, he's proven that he's, uh, he's a pretty uh, uh, decent documentary uh, filmmaker. Uh, so... 
I that 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 is creeping up on me. Well, I mean, it it's it's a celebration of Michael Jordan. We talked about it at the beginning, and they're going to sprinkle in little tidbits uh, to to really make it fascinating. But it's it's. I mean, it's not really a fair and balanced look at Michael Jordan uh, and it's it's entertainment. I mean, it, it, you know, I, I was talking to Austin about this before the uh, the show started. There's a difference between reading a biography and an autobiography. And whenever we read a, an autobiography, we, we process it through that lens. Right. I, I told Austin one of the more fascinating autobiographies that I've ever read is The Dirt. Um, and it's the autobiography of Motley Crue. But what makes it interesting is they all write separately. And so they tell the story from, you know, uh, different perspectives and different things are included and different things are excluded. And people, it, you know, it, it was a really fascinating way to read a read a book. But that sounds what, like uh, that sounds like Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. Yeah, a little bit. But this is I mean, this is Michael Jordan telling his his own story. And that's yeah. that's. That's the truth of it. And, I, you know, I, I don't think we'll ever, because he is such a, a mogul when it comes to marketing, I don't think we'll ever find out the true story of Michael yeah, Jordan. I just I, don't. I agree with that. And think about, uh, let me give you one example of, of, uh, of what we're talking about here. Uh, we're, essentially, the series is going through a hit list of people who Jordan uh, wants to criticize. <laughs> yep. And and you know, ask that, Isaiah Thomas. And I'm not saying that these guys are innocent or that they shouldn't be criticized to some extent. That stunt that Isaiah pulled with the Pistons when they walk off the court and don't shake hands, all that—it's just stupid. But Jordan is uh, kind of like his Hall of Fame speech. He's exacting his revenge in this documentary in a fairly serious. Jerry Krause. I mean, Jerry Krause. When he passed away a couple of years ago, didn't he? Yep, 2017. He, He's got no, he's got no, uh, he can't answer to these things. Oh, he you know? gets creamed in, in every episode. No, this this document uh, documentary, if you want to call it that, uh, is exactly like that Hall of Fame speech, but bigger. I mean, it, it's mm-hmm. it's the most, I guess, we'll learn about Michael Jordan's personality is the tone that this is taking, where, yeah, he, he it, it shows how... I mean, for lack of a better word, how petty he is and how that's driven him throughout his entire career, even right to inventing stuff. Clyde Drexler had the gall to (laughs) mention himself as one of the best players in the NBA. And Michael Jordan took offense saying, oh, you're not on my level, pal. And so I'm going to go out there and whoop you. And that part is fascinating and that that he holds on to the uh, Isaiah Thomas stuff. And that Tony Kukoc. Yeah. Poor Tony Kukoc. He, he, all he did was get drafted by Jer- Jerry Krause, <laughs> thought he was good. And so he uh, he ended up getting just uh, pummeled in, in an Olympic game because uh, it, they found out that Jerry Krause likes to watch him play. You know, I mean, like, like that is crazy. That is crazy. Yeah, so, so the thing is being twisted. Even though, you know, Jordan, his greatness on the court is such that almost anything he says is somewhat interesting. And there is this mystique about him. There is this aura around him. And, and I want to hear what he has to say. And so I'm enjoying that part of it. But I also want to hear what other people have to say about what really took place. And, yeah, they included Sam Smith. And I really like Sam. He's, he's a, uh, a terrific guy, in my opinion, in my interactions with him. 
and his book, uh, Jordan Rules and all that. But uh, and that that's good. But there are so many other people who could have commented on these things. And instead, we get Justin Timberlake saying he had to have himself some Jordans. Oh, yeah, that was yeah. ridiculous. I do think that that was the most interesting part of the two episodes we saw last night is the origin, the, the shoe story, where how he ended up at Nike. Um, basically, his parents told him he had to go take that meeting with Nike because he wanted to go to Adidas. And Adidas told him, uh, hey, well, you, you, know, you can wear our shoes, but we're not going to make one for you. And David Falk viewed Michael Jordan as he was going to market him like he was an individual star. Like, who did they mention? You know, Jimmy Connors, uh, the, these tennis stars. Mm-hmm. And um, that uh, Arthur Ashe, yeah, exactly, where they were going to make it, you know, uh, take a team sport athlete and make him an individual superstar. I mean, that that absolutely changed the NBA forever that line of thinking and was it uh, who was it was it Krauss who they had the quote like you want to market him like a tennis player what are you talking about it was Rod Thorne or is Rod Thorne you're right it was it was Rod Thorne and it, it turned out to be so incredibly brilliant and his parents made him go to the Nike meeting and then made him take the deal I mean Gordon if that's uh, if for uh, some poor schmuck at um, at Adidas that's that's <laughs> several billion dollar mistake right there and it only yeah. cost Nike 200 grand which is Howard White, which the, is who's wild. now VP of Jordan Brand, at the time went, we're going to pay him what? A and, rookie who's done nothing? And they wanted to sell 3 million shoes, and they ended up selling, what, 130? 100 plus million. Yeah. 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 In a week. Yeah. Amazing. Incredible. It was a stroke of genius. Stroke of genius by Nike. Yep. I mean, it, 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 that made them so much money. And uh, you're right. Sometimes these decisions that are made, they seem kind of inconsequential, but... In this case, holy cow, whoever made that decision cost this company so much money. And it was uh, it was uh, it was visionary of Nike to be willing to pay the man as much as they did in order to get him to uh, to become a part of their their product. And when you think of I mean, I own Jordans. I I have uh, I've had probably five pair of Jordans through the years. and, but because I don't wear them because Jordan wore them. And that's a whole other interesting discussion. It's kind of like, why do you buy shoes? Why, why is a guy like Michael Jordan so effective in, in, uh, in uh, you know, uh, sort of, uh, uh, what's the word? Advocating the sales of shoes. I mean, I know if I wear Jordans, it doesn't make me like Mike. It doesn't make me anywhere. I can't play like him, like Barkley was saying with his shoe. I can't. It doesn't do anything. I just like the shoes. It, but I probably would have liked them just as much if Adidas had been making them. Well, you, well, would they have made the same shoe if Adidas was making them? I mean, that's that's part of the the brilliance of of Nike. In this uh, in this circumstance, but you know, Gordon, it, it gets into a topic that we've discussed, and that's a, a big, wide one. It's the personal attachment that people feel with sports and their favorite teams mm-hmm. and their favorite stars, and it's it's not like that in other businesses. So you get these passion sell, uh, sales uh, where you know basketball fans watch Michael Jordan. He's, he's a, a living, breathing billboard, and he has maximized that more than any other human. Possibly in history, he he. People say, "Wow, did you see that dunk, or did you see that layup, or did you see what he did to Dan Marley in the finals?" I mean, you know, it's it's why these shoe companies are spending billions to find the next 
great thing because there's no there's no better billboard for athletic apparel than Michael Jordan. And he changed the game in that way. It's crazy. And, and I had this thought, Gordon, that Michael actually made that shoe decision after he graduated college. And I thought, wow, that's how it used to work. Because now you're making that decision at 12, 13 years old. <laughs> what AAU team are you going to play for? And who's the sponsor? Who's paying to, to have that AAU team exist? Well, strangely, you follow that shoe brand to college, and then you follow that shoe brand to the NBA. Yeah. Exactly. You know where uh, Damian Lillard got his intro with Adidas is at Weber State. Weber State was, I think still is, an Adidas school. Yeah, look at uh, Donovan Mitchell. Yep. With Adidas. Yep. So, so these, that, what a, but that at that time was just, and all these modern athletes owe a great deal to Michael Jordan. Oh, well, Austin and I <laughs> made the joke before the show that if this were the mob, they'd all be kicking him 10%. <laughs> Oh my gosh! When you think about uh, the and the Jordan brand is as strong now as it ever has been. Yeah, it's, it's... And, and and that's that's remarkable. And that's why when you go back to the thought of what that one guy said, Michael Jordan will be forgotten. Uh, uh, Michael Jor- Jordan's will be selling long after Michael has left this earthly existence. Oh yeah, I mean he is going to be remembered for a long, long time, and that's just one aspect of it. But I, when, when I see somebody who says wears a certain shoe or something, I, I don't. The thought never crosses my mind that I want to own those shoes because that guy wears them. No, you want to own those shoes because they're trendy, and they're trendy <laughs> because that guy wears them. No. Yes. No. Fact. No. Yes. Not it at all. I I like shoes based on how they feel and how they how they look. Yeah, I want a shoe to look good because I am sort of a fashionista, as you know. And uh, I, 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 if I like the look and I like the way they feel, then I'm going to buy them. That's I'm not going to buy them because Michael Jordan wears them. There's $2.50 worth of material in those shoes, Gordon. And it, just because they cost 150 bucks or whatever it is makes them, uh, you know, stylistic. It makes them trendy. No, well, it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, they are, they, or you like the way they perform. Perform. You know? I remember okay. when you bought Lonzo Ball's shoe. Come on. <laughs> my, here's the funny thing about it is all my daughters who are athletes all have Jordans. They all have Jordans. Most of them have multiple pair. So, I mean, it's, it's affecting generation after generation of this, and I, I don't see it slowing down really. I, mean, I don't either because they but but they it's have not capitalized on trends like yeah, but different strokes for different companies. folks. I mean they I think they like them because they get a lot of I mean when they wear it's like me I, even when I wear my J's people come up and say nice shoes man I love those shoes not that I'm looking for that I like the way they feel it's kind of like, like the car I drive False. I like the way they wear I like the way they feel on my foot I don't wear them because I want people to come up to me and say hey nice shoes in fact I don't want people to come up to me I, I don't want uh, you know you know we can uh, we can all see right through this right what? <laughs> what do you mean? Don't act surprised. If we blindfolded you and put a, a Jordan on you and then a nondescript shoe on you, could you tell the difference? Um, 
that I don't know, but it's not I just thought it was the about way feel. They, yeah. It's not just about the way they feel. I like the way they look. Ah. Yeah. I like the way they f- are for me. I don't buy shoes for anyone else. Now, my daughters it might be a different story because they they like the they probably like the attention they get when they wear them because everybody loves those shoes. Now, I wait. That's not my fault. Here's what you I want you to do. I want you to take a magic marker and just <laughs> black out the logo on there. You can't block out the logo. It's uh, it's all over the shoe, isn't right? It? Yeah, but it's like the Porsche logo. Is is that going to change the way that they feel and but the comfort you, and the why, way that why, they perform? But why why would you do that? To prove why would you, why to, would you mark up the shoe if you like the way the shoe looks? To prove to Austin and me that you are not <laughs> pretentious. Oh, brother! Come on, don't compliment yourself as being as that important. I mean, it doesn't. What what difference does it make? If I'm I like Gordon this, Monty. if I like the shoe, I wear the shoe. If I like the, but why do I like it? Not to get attention. I like it because it looks good or feels good. It's the same or, reason or, you won't pry the hood ornament off the Ferrari and put a <laughs> put a just normal everyday car brand on there. Yeah, but see, if you even if you did that, people would know the car. You know, it doesn't really matter. You know, but that, that's not the purpose behind purchasing it then take the engine and put it inside a civic or whatever great point great point. then they won't know right you'll know but this is what you this is what you seem to fail to understand is that it's more than the engine it's the engineering and the what car. it looks like yeah no well and i mean yeah which for me, other people can see how would they go, know it's a ferrari look at that rich guy right Exactly. He's got four hundred dollars shoes on. The, yeah. the more you guys talk about this, the more you reveal about yourself mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that that's important to you. I, I it's just because it's important to you doesn't mean it's important to me. You you called your shoes your J's in this yep. very segment. Yes, I did. Yeah. So what's as my, in I, MJ's, my J's, as in they're, they're J's, Jordan, short for Jordan, and everybody needs to know that. Well, I was just and, participating and not, not only in the that, conversation. But they have to know that you're hip enough to call them by a nickname, not even their real name. <laughs> I mean, this is... <laughs> and really, you should have called them your ones. <laughs> Why? Well, aren't they, aren't not they ones. Jordan ones? Oh, I thought uh-uh. they were. No, I no, got... So you shouldn't know that. Actually, either. actually, I do have a pair of Jordan ones. Oh! But, I, but no, uh, the ones I was thinking of, the three... I got, but and the, and the reason I got those, someone gave me those as a gift because I had them when they originally came out, and and uh, it brings back fond memories of the stage in life I was with my kids being young, and we have a picture of my my second daughter Erin. She's wearing the shoes. She's wearing my shoes when she's like uh, three years old or something, and uh, and it brings back fond memories to me. Been chasing trends for a while now. No, I just like the shoes. Oh, okay. You know, but anyway, I, but as far as celebrities uh, uh, endorsing a shoe or pushing a shoe or that, that never really has mattered to me. What matters to me is the way they look, the way they feel, the way they wear and the way they perform. Although these days I'm not as concerned about that because I'm not out to. Uh, I'm not out, you know, uh, playing quite as many sports as I once did. Mm-hmm. Because at that time, I was all about performance, you know. Got it. 
All right. We'll have more Big Show coming up next. You guys are we'll, so we'll, freaking vain. We'll find you are out so what image kind of, conscious. Find out what kind of pants Gordon wore in the 80s. <laughs> coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.